Thunk-gunk. Thunk-thunk, how you doing? I'm all right, how are you? Not bad. I'm reading your wife's blog post. Uh, I was going to log in to uh, Point of View Weekly and put up episode but I think I'll wait till after. We'll do it after the podcast. You ready to go live? I'm ready when you are. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. How are and you? we're going uh, live to the good. new stream here. Right now, this is the point where Bob starts getting nervous because we haven't started the show. We haven't but, started the show. But it's only 8.30. <laughs> Started. Like, like the thing I, right I always get nervous when we start at 8.30 because I feel like if anyone's going to listen, they certainly won't be here yet because they'll be like, oh, I can't. I've got a couple minutes. They're always late. I could, I could do my taxes tonight. All right, now, Sue, you don't watch The Walking Dead. I don't watch oh, The I Walking Dead. Oh, I lost Sue. Yep, Sue's still there. No, so, I can't, oh, it's your I can't thing. hear you have to, You have to twist the... We have a unique uh, setup here. You have to bang on it three times if it doesn't work. And then, I need the fonts. Look at you making a Happy Days reference. What is up with that? Hey. You have never in your life made a Happy Days um, reference. I used to watch it all the time. You used to watch Happy Days all the time? These Happy, Happy Days are cool. yours and mine. Wait a minute. So how come when you're watching Gilmore Girls and Gran is on, I have to explain to you who she is? Um, I know who Gran is. So why do you let me do that every single time? it's nice to let you it's feel funny. important. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that first sound clip. I think we need to pull it. It's a, uh, <laughs> Ryan going, oh my God. Let's use it. All right. Now, Sue, I'm going to walk you through. Now, are you familiar with this week's Walking Dead? Hey, so. we have to start the show. Oh, let I Bob. know that something bad happens. Standing happened yes. and people went crazy. People went crazy. All right. Now, if you're listening I, to this and you haven't watched The Walking Dead on AMC, uh, the, the latest episode. Are we going to start the podcast? Everyone's, um, that's what I just said. Everyone, Ryan just everyone gets very, he's plowing over he's top just of plowing forward. Everyone gets very nervous when he's I bring that up. very excited about The Walking Dead. We are. All right. So we're going to start he, the podcast here. No, Danielle okay. did a smashing job last week. Would you care to she read? She had a script. Do you still have a script? Oh, God. She's opening I her script. I saved it because... <laughs> Now we have dead air while we're looking no, for the script. Do you have it available? I, I thought I might need it. The script is available? Um, yeah. All right, please, after you. <laughs> okay, here we go. I have that theme music in my head. Okay. All right, sorry. All right, ready? Come in, Bob, come in. He muted himself. I am super excited about the thing I'm going to announce for Potterfic Weekly. I'm sorry, Point of View Weekly tonight. Listen to the podcast, PointofViewWeekly.com. <laughs> we don't even remember the name of the show. I am the face of the company. Sue, do the weather. Well, it's fracking hot here today. <laughs> oh my goodness. What? You're going to the woods? <laughs> Is it time for you to become a man? In reality, I'm kind of like Hermione. Brian Hulk. <laughs> me angry. Shoot, <laughs> 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 my water broke. Yes, it's hot. I'm not. I'm not down with the lingo. Hot is good. Hot is good. It means we're live. It means there's sound flowing. We're live, hot, and flowing. Do you really want to have a colonoscopy on the air, Ryan? I'm no, just throwing that out there. Bad. <laughs> Lizzie wrote multiple bobs, but I read that as multiple boobs. I'm very handy. Like, I don't know if you heard me explain football last week. You mean week. with a phone to call someone to fix it. Yes. I have become absolutely fantastic at doing it with all sorts of tapes. Why are we talking about vaginas in the chat? You brought up fanny packs. It's my vagina pack. I carry everything. So, uh, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Is it like Hermione's magical expanding bag? She can fit everything in. Can we please change the topic? I'm getting upset. <laughs>
I'll be right back. I gotta find some pants. I am severely allergic to latex. More don't ask how I know that, Puffwa. I don't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear anything <laughs> either. That should seriously be the Puffwa motto. I don't hear anything. <laughs> Hayden Darkcross! Are you talking, Ryan? Bob! Bob! Stop it, Bob! <laughs> this is awesome. I, it's so funny. Ryan comes in, like, at random points, and it sounds like he's just yelling at random things. I am things. yelling. I'm yelling, <laughs> Bob! Yeah. And I realize that I have child locked myself into my car. I'm going to break the door down. Bob sends me a thing. He's like, I think Danielle should be on the podcast more. She makes positive contributions. We just turn the cameras on. Number two, when she's here, you talk less. <laughs> the bad thing about having your own laptop is you're not close enough to actually slap him anymore. Is that correct? Yes. Ow! Ow! I'm not speaking a foreign language. Actually, I'm wearing skinny jeans. Skinny jeans. Sexy. Leo and Jen know each other very well. Jen broke his bones. But he is Lovely. And these Every time I play a Sims game, my character just ends up doing porn. You believe that Texas should secede from the United States? No, I don't. So. Then we'd just be Mexico again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so why are you drawing a penis? Don't say what it is. I'm sending it to Sue. Okay. Where is Sue? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to picture Jen in possession of a BB gun. I don't possess one, but I have shot someone with one. Maybe if you could just lean into your left. Hold on, switch to computer. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I didn't know we had a dress code, apparently. Just Not only do we have to be here on time, we have to wear clothes. You're like odd sounds of me gagging in the background. <laughs> Stop drinking tea. I've never seen a cat do that. He is going to destroy the house. I'm going to have to move him with Bob because he's great lighting. I still have most of my evening to go. And I'm like trying to keep my eyes open and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go for a jog. Whatever. <laughs> so if you have any questions about relationship type products or whatnot. Products? Products? <laughs> oh, wow. She's showing you the proper way to use a vibrator. And she had like a ramp. It was horrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry. The cat is now humping the coffee maker and I just find that unacceptable. <laughs> This is why we can't have nice things. No. They freaking built another Burger King across the freaking street. <laughs> <laughs> well, put a shirt on. You won't have to worry about this all time. Bob wears pants now. Screw this. I'm going home. Good night, everyone. <laughs> the the worst podcast Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Welcome back to Point of View Weekly, the morning yet not really morning podcast, part of the Potterfake Weekly family podcast. Yeah, you say podcast twice. It's the morning yet not morning show part of the family oh, whatever. podcast. Because anyway, you did that with last me week, here, too. With me here in the studio is um, the rather annoying Ryan. Um, how we doing, Ryan? Things were so much better before I started bringing my wife to work. We had uh, bacon this <laughs> evening, so that was We did. That's why I said bacon, nice. because the house smells like bacon at the moment. She posted something on lunch today. She's like, I'm, I'm going to make this for dinner, and it, it involved bacon. I just remember writing back, I want two, and I had two. Yeah. So it worked out well. Well, that's better than what it smells like at my house. Aww. Oh, God. Is it manure season? No, um, mom, poor mom, she got back from her trip, and then the day she got home, she got the flu, and she's been sick ever since. But today she was feeling a little bit better, so she decided to feed the hummingbirds. And she put the hummingbird water, which is just sugar and water, on the stove, on on the new cook stove that's flames. Very scary. Uh And then she said, ooh, I feel sick. I think I need to go to the bathroom. And then while she was in the bathroom, she said, ooh, I think I'll do my laundry. And so she started doing her laundry, and she forgot that there were hummingbird water on the stove. Huh. So my house smells like burnt. 
Oh, she set the hummingbird water on fire and burnt up our favorite little pan and yeah, melted the carpet. So melted the carpet. Well, she grabbed the pan that was burning hot and took it outside and put it on this little rug we have for our shoes and melted the pan to the little rug. By the way, everyone, that's Sue. All right. Hi. We forgot to do last. And I'm Danielle. I forgot to introduce myself. She woke me up at like three in the morning. Did I introduce myself? I did. I was no. like, you know what I didn't do? I didn't introduce myself. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you know what we forgot to do? Oh. Asking how you were, so that worked out. Okay. Well, I'm back in editing mode. When people are talking in my in like everyday life, I'm thinking in my head, oh, I can put a clip in there. I just thought mm-hmm. a good clip I could have used in that that little section there. So we're having an <laughs> annoying little cat problem. Uh, our, well, it's not their fault. It's um. We're bringing this up on the podcast. It's the damn litter box, and this is the the third one that we've bought. The first one is still in use, and it's good. The second one we bought was awful because the top didn't completely close to the bottom part, so the pee kept leaking out the side whenever they would go to the bathroom. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So we threw it out. So then we got another one that has a locking mechanism so you can actually click it into place so that the top is locked on to the bottom. And I'm like, great, this will be leak-proof because Sammy, God lover, has jet-powered pee and pees on the side of the litter box. And it, it if it's not closed, it leaks out. This is an interesting way to start today, the show today. I come home today, puddle of pee on the floor because yeah. she, again, peed all over the side of the box and it leaked out. And Bob really is listening to this at work this right like, now going, what the hell are they well, doing? Well, I'm asking for advice pee. from cat people because I all know right. we have a lot of cat people and I want to know all what right. kind of litter boxes everyone uses because I'm very disappointed in the last couple ones that I bought. And they're not, they're not cheap. I mean, they're you know, um, food. And it was really frustrating to have to Food. You know, clean up all that pee today. So. We, we just had an issue, which is why I'm yelling food. Now, what's yeah. happened is um, um, we keep the cat food in the bathroom closet because, you know, as you do. And uh, this evening I fed the cats right before the podcast and their giant tub of food. Uh, Danielle was in the bathroom, so I couldn't put it back in there, so I left it on the counter. Now, Chuck's thing is if he can get to the tub of food, he'll knock it on the floor where it will crash and smash open, flooding the house with kibble, and then he eats as much as possible. So Chuck just noticed that the, the tub of food was out and was moving towards it, and he's not very bright, so he had that look in his face that said, I'm going to knock this over now. Well... It's now been taken care of. It's been taken care of. So we would like some advice on our um, on our litter box situation. So if anybody has any yes. thoughts or suggestions as to a brand or a type, I'm, I'm at my wit's end. I'm tired. We also tried the one Because they're, they're has... good cats. They use the box. You know, it's not like they're they're not peeing to be out. You know, they're not doing it on purpose. They're but not. It's like. They're not angry It's peers. frustrating because, you know. Now, we also, we've, we've purchased them up. the one that has like the, it looks like kind of like a little Buddha thing. And that it's was got horrible. Like, it's got like a staircase that goes up to their own private wing. Well, what Chuck realized he could do is he could fling his poop down the stairs. <laughs> so we had, we, had to, we had to get rid of that one. And um, and there's another little interesting number, which I saw when we first got the cats. It's something along the lines of you, like, flip it over and all of the, everything, like, it's sifted through, like, a something or other, and it only keeps the good litter and everything mm. else collects, and you're able to just dispose of it quickly without having to scoop. Now, my thought was I would be, do it very tiredly one day and forget that there's a cat inside and flip the guy over as he's trying to be, so, like, I pictured that ending badly for me, but that, that, that's now back on the table. Yeah. So, we, we decided. Well, there's a, there's one, it's called the Dututin. What? Like <laughs> 
I've had half of my eating ice cream. <laughs> All right. Litterloo russet. Ooh. And it looks like a house. And I have a people go for to come out of. Oh, that would be good. Yes. All right. Here's here's what we have tonight. We have a crema- we well. Have- it's just it's my cute little adorable Sammy that does it. it you is. know, it, she's like the her. one that freaking pees all over everything. Everything. Now Sue is kind of breaking up a little bit, and she's drunk. So we have drunk Sue, and we have the curmudgeon Fishers who are, who are kind mm-hmm. of a little aggravated tonight. So. Okay, well, I sent you a link to this super sale. You got to get it now because you get. Seven percent back. Oh, that's on all tech though. So I don't understand uh, yeah. how. Kitty litter box tech, but <laughs> all I can picture is do I have to like buy a VCR or something I'll never use to to get the seven percent? That's weird. Have you checked on the ones that are like automated, where they? Uh, oh, the ones that self scoop. Yeah, it's like a little weird. Yeah, we're not that high tech. Well, that sounds very high tech. Like, isn't there like possibility well, you, that's like the episode of the sitcom where like they go too high tech and it like takes over the house and captures everybody? Well, you know what's weird. Remember about, Santa Claus well, too? I'm not alone. What's in this. weird about Sammy? I'm sorry, this is weird. We're talking about her yeah, urinating this stuff. Up. I, I have mean, no idea why you brought this up. She, this we're starting she had to it. use an open litter box when she had her surgery because uh-huh. obviously she got the cone on, so she couldn't. It was kind of funny. in the covered box. It, so tried. you know, we had an open box for her for like. A good two weeks. And when she used that, there was no problem. Like, she didn't pee over the side or when it, she would squat and pee. Like, no problem. But as soon as we get in a covered one, which I prefer just because of looking at it and it keeps the odor in, she just goes crazy. She's like, Sammy gone wild in the litter box. I don't, I don't know what to do. She doesn't have a lot going on in her life. She's been in the house for three years. So I mean, she, she gets chased around Woo-hoo, by Chuck. Woohoo, I got a wall to pee on. She I'm does. On. She pees on the wall. That was minute this, seven of our coverage. This looks really this oh, is let's one check of those, it. Oh, um, what the hell? Like Tupper, uh, mate. All right, I'm pulling this thing up here. Tupper mate. It's Tupper mate. <laughs> oh, Tupper mate. <laughs> look at this. It's like a little shit. Ooh, Ooh I look like at that. that. Uh, I found a new, this like, one just has the hole in the top. Oh, I've heard of those. Yeah, I've, I've heard of those. Now, we remember when we got the one that had the swinging door, the cats were trapped inside and were horrified. Yeah, I remember that. That's this one, but I took the door off we we took so the that door they off. can... Oh, she's sending yeah. me something else. What's this? Oh, 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 yeah, I've seen that one, too. I wonder if they would be smart enough to know how to use that. I don't know if Chuck would fit the, in the, there. The uh, top only. I don't know if Chuck would fit in there. <laughs> I like this one. Oh my god. Oh, send me that this one. One's a, this one's a commode. Oh, a kitty commode. Um, hang on, listeners. We have to we'll, solve. We'll be, we'll be right the, with the you. Walking side. Dead. Oh! oh my god, look at that. Well, it looks like a little toilet. It does, but it's open. That is too funny. It's a little weird. I know. It'd be like a steaming pile of poop. Well, I mean, a lot of people have open boxes. I just think that... That's weird. I don't though. know. No, that's not us. No, no. no but it's cute. It, it is kind it, of it's cute. Adorable. It's a little kitty toilet. It's adorable if, like, you didn't, if you didn't have a cat. You know what I mean? Um, like why that. would you have it? Just as a conversation piece, because it's cute. But uh, it would be like a Zen it. garden with kitty litter in it. It would be. Okay. Well, it's good to like keep, you keep, litter every day. You want to keep kitty pattern. litter in the house in case of, of what, ice and Actually, flood? this is one that, because I can totally chuck coming out of this, and I should be posting these in. Yeah, our, our listeners so have, our have, listeners, have, they have no idea what you're talking about. I know, if we haven't. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. I, can we, that one I would buy. I want the fish. And where the fish is. So that would actually be perfect. It looks like the dad from Finding Nemo. If you can see this, and the cat just walks into its mouth and, and, and apparently that urinates. That is awesome. It's kind of weird. It's like, go pee in the fish. That's a little funny. That's weird. But we are the fishes. We I are. find it very appropriate. Well it would go with our decor. I'm going to go make a new uh, place in the st- in our staff that's the link, the OV links, and I will post these when I release the episode. Okay. We can actually hear you typing, though, so very bad. I'm sorry. I will stop. It wasn't very bad. <laughs> very bad. Well, no, because... Uh, 
you put your headphones back in at one point. Well, Danielle it was, was a little loud. I don't know. I, I think I have, sens- I think oh, I have sensitive ears. ears. You have, se- you have very I sensitive, sensitive ears. ears. You do. I just can't You're very sensitive. Ton of volume. Very sensitive. All right. Now, you, <laughs> it, that's completely fine. All right. Now, the issues that we've had in the last week is that The Walking Dead was on and I watched it. <laughs> You watched it a day late or something. I watched it a day late. Well, he usually is, does. This is the thing with The Walking Dead. Now, I don't, we know this. I don't watch Vikings. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't watch, what was the other one? Like, The Shield and all this. Like, I don't watch these because we were watching something on TV last night and it's mirrored some conversations that we've had. I feel like shows that were on the air some time ago were like, like all the family kind of edgy type shows. They were, Edgy and they were provocative, but not necessarily violent, but they were very in your face. And I feel like as a society, we're not really in your face anymore because, you know, we might think you're a Democrat or a Republican or something and then we can't, then we'll offend everyone else who's a Democrat. So like we don't try and be provocative anymore, but we try and be very, very violent because that, that's good for ratings. So I feel like a lot of shows on TV now are kind of dumbed down in violence. And even if they're, Even if they, uh, it's like, just violence or sex. Well, no, I don't want. I don't yeah, want. Well, I like, I've never seen the Shield, but I, I, I know a lot of people watched it, and like I'm not implying it was stupidly done, but like I, I just feel like if you're you try and be provocative now, not with words, but with you know trying to outdo the last episode or the last series. I love Sherlock because it's provocative with your mind. It's provocative anyway, with your mind. Now the thing with The Walking Dead is no one really. There's no real pro zombie camp. You know what I mean? Like, w- like the undead do not have a lobby, so it's okay to bash on the undead, I feel. Mm-hmm. So the thing I like about The Walking Dead is it's a show about people trying to find hope, trying to survive. There are rare good moments on the show, but a lot of the show is, you, you know, people losing themselves and, and, you know, losing pieces of humanity. But the thing which I like about just the writing style is they don't... The, there's quiet moments on the show. You'll, you'll go a few episodes between horrific events. Mm. And people who watch it have tended to, I think, lose a little bit of focus in terms of what is exciting and what isn't. Because the most common reaction to a Walking Dead episode is, oh, that one was so boring. It's, yeah, I know. I hear that a lot. It's been boring. Watch to, it. Well, no, you have an episode and there's, you know, uh, like the attack on the farm or the attack on the prison right. or the, and, and it's, it's really in your face. And then the next episode, there's not a, like a massive attack and people say, my, that was boring. And then you watch the episode and 14 zombies are decapitated. They like reach up through someone's throat and rip their vocal cords up. Like, and they're like, ah, that was yeah. boring. I mean, yes. I think some people are expecting. You have some people who watch it only because it's zombies, I think, and they think it's going to be, you know, just action all the time and right. almost like a horror movie, how right. zombies are. I, I mean, I'm sure there's some portion of people that started watching it for that reason. I don't think enough people appreciate quiet moments between characters. Right. Um, those yeah. are oftentimes the best moments. And I'm not speaking just specifically of The Walking Dead because um, I don't know enough about it. I just mean in general. But you know a great deal about it. I mean, let me ask, Sue, you've never seen it. Is that correct? Nope. Okay. Okay. I'd like to just, just for Sue's benefit, just so we can have this conversation, I'm going to kind of bring Sue up to speed. But then I, I want to definitely bring Danielle in too because Danielle's had that interesting experience where she doesn't watch the show. She hates zombies, but she's married to me. <laughs> so she's kind of, she knows a lot about The Walking Dead just because she's married to me. Okay. So the, the, it, I, I have no idea how much Sue knows about the background of the show, but it, it's based on a comic book, uh, 
like I'm even blanking on the on the um is it Robert Kirkland Kirkland or is he the Costco guy? I can't remember. I don't it's, it's the, know. Guy, the, the the guy who wrote who does the comic books ad- adapted it for television. They've gone through a few executive producers, but he's he's on. The, but he has he he has a big part. He has a big show. part in the show, and the, the the show does not directly follow the comics. There's people dead in the comics who are alive in the show, and vice versa. And there's there's characters original to each. What did I do now? I'm laughing at racists. Says, oh my god, Danielle, we need to form a club. I hate zombie too. Well, <laughs> Alright, so to bring you up to speed real fast. So, like series begins with uh, Rick Grimes. He's a sheriff. He's he's a deputy sheriff, and he's on patrol with his uh, partner Shane something or other. And uh, they they are they are about to catch the bad guys. And there's a shootout shootout, and, and Rick is hit. So Rick is in surgery, and at least on the series, you see Shane kind of visiting him, and he brings flowers that, like, the, the dispatcher at the station picked out, blah, 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 blah. So Rick wakes up, and he's dehydrated, and there's no nurse, and there's dust over everything, and he kind of crawls out looking for help, and, like, the the entire hallway in the... It's all zombies. It's all zombies, and the zombies, and there's signs up, you know, I'm dead in here, and, so, and blah, 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 blah. So Rick finds, over the course of the episode, he, the first few episodes, he finds uh, his wife and his, his son, and unfortunately, the wife thought he was dead, so she's shacked up with Shane, the partner, and that led to some mischief. So, some mischief. for the first season, we do, we do six episodes in the first season, and, and he found there's a larger group that we find, including uh, a woman named Carol, who's an abused housewife, and her asshole husband, whatever the hell his name was, and their precocious little innocent daughter Sophia, and, there, and there's all these other characters that we meet. Well, season two begins, and um, we lose Sophia. There's there's uh, the the walkers are coming at us, and Sophia runs, and, and we can't find her, so we're looking for her everywhere. And uh, Rick's son Carl is shot by a very nice man named Otis, who's later Eden. And, Otis uh, Herschel, my favorite veterinarian ever, operates and saves young um, young Carl. So for is he the one that delivered the baby, he, he uh, no, not really, no, okay. no, Unfor- unfortunately not. No. So what happens is is that um, that uh, Herschel and his uh, daughters Beth and uh, Andrea. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not, I don't. I don't. I'm, know. I'm You're sorry. I'm, at me I'm from, confi- like, confirming. No, I, I just. Know. I was confused. I'm sorry. I, no, Maggie. Maggie. Um, Andrew is another character. I was confusing the name of the actress, and her name isn't even Andrea, so I don't know why I said that. Okay. Anyway, so he's got he's got his whole camp, his Herschel like house on his Herschel like farm, and we our guys Rick and Shane, who was sleeping with Lori and all these other people, they want to stay with Herschel because he has this nice safe place to live, and, and we're all running around getting shot and eaten and stabbed by walkers. Plus, we need to stay nearby because we need to find Sophia because so, little precious innocent Sophia is missing, and Carol is all distraught even though she killed her husband in season one after he became a walker and bashed his head in for good measure. So we stay on the farm for 27 episodes. <laughs> and it, the, like one episode, I think we had like a dance. And the next episode, I think we picked out bed linens. Like it, it felt like we were at the farm for a great deal of time. Hence, people say sometimes the show is low. So Herschel, being a God-fearing man, believes that the walkers can be cured because he's a doctor and he keeps them in his He's a vet. He, he's a vet. He keeps them in his barn because that's his thing. Okay. He does, he he's ho- like his wife is in there. Is so, blah 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 blah. So in the last episode, Shane, who's had enough, releases the hounds, and all the walkers come out, and he shoots them all. His wife is 
son and all these different people. And then, unfortunately, at the very end, little turned walker Sophia comes walking out. She's been in there the whole time. And it was an admin. Oh, yeah, like little turned walker. And there was an administrative error, and the guy who put her in there was Otis, who accidentally shot Carl, and he was eaten before he could tell anyone that Sophia was. So, long story short, Carol is very sad because her daughter is, is now a walker. So then we. Um, are forced after uh, several episodes to leave the farm, and Rick decides he's taking control of the group. He's going to be a dictator because he was forced to kill Shane, and all this bad stuff happened. And Rick comes out with a line to tell the group that he's that they, 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 it's his way, or they can get out. And if you're going to get out, he has one line which Danielle has loved since all of mankind with his little southern accent, which he didn't have in Love Actually. Rick tells the group, "If you want to leave, go ahead." Send me a postcard. <laughs> so we then find the prison, and we're at the prison for an enormous amount of time. And, and we, and we, a big fight at the prison, and a whole bunch of people die. Yes. Now at the prison, there are children because at one point we over we 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 beat this guy named the governor who used to be the doctor on Doctor Who, kind of, and then but, uh, he played the next well, doctor. He was he British, really too. The there were quite British. a few Brits on him. Um, so, so, gov- so we we go to the governor's place and we take his tired and old and decrepit, <laughs> we're like the Statue of freaking Liberty in Georgia, and we take all of the children and we bring them to the prison and we're going to live in the prison in peace. And there's many children there. There's a kid who looks like Harry Potter, for example, mm-hmm. and there's young Carl, who's a young spiffy lad who now has a a sheriff's hat, which he's had for a couple of years. That's and there's two little girls, Micah and Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Lizzie, it, Micah is like, what, like seven, Oh, I don't eight. know. She looks pretty young. Yeah, she's young. She's youngin'. And Lizzie's a little weird, I have to feel. She's at that awkward age where she says, like, weird things. She walks up to people and says, you're ugly, because she thinks <laughs> they are. And that's what you do. So, so... So she's a little, she's a little funny. Now, in this season, Carol has decided that she's going to teach them how to use guns and knives and not tell their parents because they need to be able to defend themselves because sweet little innocent Sophia couldn't defend herself. So damn it, these kids will defend themselves, themselves. And there is an epidemic at the, at the prison because of, you know, well, they don't, they don't yeah. have Brita filters on their water and there's an epidemic and young Harry Potter is killed and it's horrifying. So Carol at one point, um, there's people at the prison who um, are, everyone's put in kind of quarantine and several of the prisoners are found dragged from their cells, burned alive. Someone is doing this. At the same time, we find some, this is a zombie show, not a vampire show. It's not like they're going out in the sun and burning alive. No, no, someone is oh, no, dragging them. Been burned. Someone's dragging them okay. and lighting them aflame. At the same time, we're finding someone is feeding the walkers at the gate to the prison. And it's like a chain link fence. So as you feed them rats and whatnot, more walkers come and they push on the chain link fence and they push it down. So it's a bad thing. We don't like to feed the, the yeah. animals. Yeah, so, bad. Right. And at the same, yes, and at the same time, we find rats inside the prison nailed to boards, pulled apart. That's a little weird. So we eventually discover that it's Carol who killed uh, two of the people, including a uh, one of our characters' names is, is Tyree. Very, very nice man, Tyree. We like Tyree. <laughs> and Tyree's girlfriend was pulled for her cell and burned alive. Right, right. And Carol says, yep, it was me. And she's doing it because she is trying to, you know, not have an epidemic, but she's 
killing. She's trying to save the greater number of people. So Rick pulls Carol from the camp, takes her somewhere, gives her a Hyundai and says, you're on your own. You're not coming back because my daughter's at the camp and she's a toddler and I don't trust you anymore. So you're gone. Wait, Rick says that? Rick says that. Okay. Judith is not a toddler. Well, she's very young. She's a newborn. She's a newborn. Well, she's a little older than a newborn. Oh, and to answer your- Toddlers are like two and Yes, that that is fair. Now, to answer your question, uh, Lori was- Lori, yes. <laughs> Lori was pregnant. Lori, Rick's wife, was pregnant with with. Is she the one that had the baby that she, you freaked out about? She's yes, the one who had the baby. That, and there was a whole who. And there was a yes. whole who is the, the one father thing, thing on the show that freaks him out. out is the birth of a child. And the reason I freaked out go, was go because figure. Lo- no, no, because here was the thing. Lori, um, because she had a C-section with Carl, needed to have a C-section. And there was no one there to do it, and she was trying to get birth. You could hear her pushing, but like there was nowhere for the baby to go. It was like a noise, and it just drove me nuts. So unfortunately, they had to. Um, they had. No, because there'll probably be a doctor there who will find another eat form of egress for the young tyke. So, unfortunately, they had more. more. So, Lori, so Lori did not survive that, and unfortunately, Carl had to shoot his mother in the head shortly thereafter. And Herschel the vet later uh, did not make it either. So, there is a, there. Are there any redeeming qualities to this show? I love it. It's so hopeful at times. Like when they found all the people and brought them to the camp. It was so hopeful when they lost Herschel's farm and then they found each other again. So hopeful. Here's the thing. Like, everything, every time Ryan watches the show. So hopeful. Everything about it, I just, oh my God, it it just grosses me out. It's not just the zombies. It's not just that. Although they are disgusting because, like, their skin is falling off and you see their brains and it's horrible. Um, They're cute. But, like, everything about it, the sound effects, like, there's always bugs. Every time they're walking, you hear, like, that high-pitched, like, hum of, of bugs. Sure the bugs are laying right. eggs and yes. zombies. So there's always, like, that noise. They're it's always wonderful. sweaty because it's Georgia and it, it or wherever, Georgia. and it's hot. So they're all sweaty, dirty. Their hair is all matted and gross. And, like, every time I watch it, I'm just like... I, I can't. I can't do it. Like it everything you, about it makes me uncomfortable. It makes you. You have to understand that. Like it makes have. me very uncomfortable to even watch okay. it. So I. So thought, the other yes. day he's. Come, yeah, come to the point. Yes. All right. So at the end of we're I think we're in the middle of the season now. So we end up. Um, Oh, okay, first we we lose Harry Potter, so now we have Micah and her kind of weird little sister Lizzie. Their father, her older sister, older sister Lizzie. Uh, her father, um, I believe I can't remember honestly. I cannot remember if he's dying from the plague or if he gets bit. Right, I honestly cannot remember which one of them. Move ahead. So uh, he says, Carol. Carol, please look after my kids. Look after my kids, Carol. Look after my kids. So Carol is teaching them to be strong and be brave and use guns and use this, that, the other thing. And I remember when, I, I didn't realize this at the time, but when her father dies, they tell Lizzie, look at the flowers, Lizzie, look at the flowers, look at the flowers. Because she's very distraught because her father has just died. So, so okay, so Carol leaves. Carol leaves. The flowers are happy? Apparently the flowers are happy. So, okay. Rick takes Carol out. To the town, out far away, he says, I'm leaving you here, here's a Hyundai, good luck, goes back to the camp. Now he has to tell very, very angry Tyree who it was that burned his girlfriend alive. So he's about to walk over to Tyree to tell him, as he's about to tell Tyree what happened, they come under attack from their, their arch nemesis, and the, and the, and the prison falls, and, um, like, they're trying to get little baby Judith out, and all the little kids are, like, Micah and, and Lizzie are grabbing little baby Judith, and they're trying to get her out, and they have, like, their assigned evacuation places, and Lizzie even shoots, like, a woman in the head who's trying to, like, invade the camp. So everyone gets separated. 
and there's like okay. there, there's three or four different groups. Everyone separated. Didn't have a designated tree to, like, Apparently, there was not a tree. Apparently, there was not a tree because that would have been helpful. That would have so, made that would have made too much sense. Well, they actually they made it seem like they had a plan, but I'm assuming the plan fell through. So Tyree has Lizzie and Micah and uh, baby Judith and Rick and, and, and his son Carl are together and uh, there's a guy named Glenn who for, for reasons passing understanding is like on the roof I don't know how the hell he got up there he was on a bus the last time he saw him and uh, his wife Maggie is off with um, forgetting shit with a couple of other survivors and then there's Daryl and but everyone's separated Danielle's giving me the rush I'm signal. giving you the signal to speed it up I'm speeding it up there's no way. I told Joe. I said, "Please, Joe, come on." Because if you don't come and talk, I'm gonna have to explain it. Ryan's gonna monologue. We're almost there, Sue. So. And Joe said, "I have to work." So here we go. We're almost there. So I need to know. <laughs> Micah, Lizzie, weird. Like Lizzie tells Micah that she's weak, and 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 Micah, you know, kind of growls back. So. That their group runs into Carol. Now, Tyree does not know that Carol is the one who killed his girlfriend. girlfriend. So he runs over, gives her a big hug, and you tell she looks guilty, but she's kind of cold and detached. So that is the whole thing. Episode of this week begins, okay? Um, oh, goody, we're at this week. We are at this week. So, Carol is trying to tell the kids that they basically need to, to suck it up, up, toughen up, or you're going to die. Now, little Micah, age eight, says, I will kill as many walkers as I have to. I understand that needs to be done, but I will never kill a person. Killing is wrong. I will never do it. I don't care. You can't make me. Yep. And that's her position. I'm not bending. I'm eight. I'm not going to kill. And, 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 and Carol's like, but you, ha- you have to, you have to. And she, and the, the, doesn't want to hear a thing about it. Now, we come to Lizzie. Lizzie shot a woman in the head a few weeks ago. Lizzie understands that people are bad. But you, 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 the, the walkers, you, you don't understand them. They're not, like, like they're, they're, they're not bad. They're good. You'll see. You'll see. Like, I feel so bad I shot the woman in the head because then she couldn't become a walker. Like, Lizzie, in the course of this episode, plays with the walkers. She mm-hmm. plays, like, tag with them. She lets them almost catch her. They're her friend. She feeds one a rat. She's. You find out she feeds one a rat. She's the one who's feeding the walkers at the camp when they were there. There was a previous episode where you see her, and there's, like, a little rabbit next to her, and she's doing stuff to the rabbit, like, off screen. She's one of those freaky kids that, like, dissects animals. So we're kind of getting the fact in this episode that there's something now. And what... Well, what happens is they go, they find this house in this clearing, it's just in this, in this quiet little area, and, the, and Carol and Tyree go into the house, and a walker comes out, like, the door as they go in, and is coming at the kids, and Micah shoots the walker, you know, in the head. Well, Micah is finally, you know, has shot her gun, she's growing up, and Lizzie starts, like, hyperventilating, and Micah says to her, look at the flowers, like you're supposed to. Look at the flowers, look at the pretty pink flower, look at the flowers. Now you're starting to realize Lizzie has mental health issues. So, at this point later in the episode, they, the, the um, Lizzie sneaks away to feed a, a walker she saw on the railroad tracks, and there's a fire caused by another group from a previous episode, so there's, like, all these charred walkers coming at us. So the girls run, they almost get caught by the walkers, and they all bo- and they bo- and they all start firing. Even Lizzie's shooting at the walkers to, to kill them, and, and they're safe. So Lizzie then looks to Carol at that night around the, the dinner table and says, I know what I must do. Now, Danielle made a point after watching the episode. Well, I'm sorry, but any parent, now granted Carol's not her mother, but she's a parent, would say, 
Really, sweetie? And what's that? What do you have to do? Tell me all about it. Just to you make sure. You have a sure. follow-up. Just to make sure. So the next day, Tyree and but Carol... But no, Carol doesn't ask her anything. ...go hunting, and they come back empty-handed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they walk back to the camp, and they find Micah... I'm sorry, they find Lizzie covered in blood, and dead Micah at her feet. She... with a, Lizzie's got a knife in her hand. She basically gutted her sister, killed her sister, saying, It's okay. You'll see. She'll come back. Big smile on her face. Everything's fine. And the baby, little Judith, is playing on the on the blanket on the ground, saying, oh, I was going to do her next when you came back. We can do her now, though. Everything's fine. You'll see. She's nuts. And, like, the, the, like they're trying to placate her because she has a gun in her hand. With, well, she has a knife. Well, she had a knife, but she, no, she pulled the gun on Carol. That was important. She oh, yeah, that's the right. Gun Carol. And they're trying to, like, placate her. Oh, yeah, we'll take her in the house. And, and Carol, for the first time in episodes, just starts crying the minute the, the, Lizzie's back is turned. So then Tyree and Carol kind of catch up, and they're like, we found all these rats in her room. And she, you know, we found the one pulled aside. Like, she's... She's the kid that literally has like the 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 micros the magnifying glass and she's killing the ants. Yeah. Like and she, and she killed her sister. So I was going to say the bigger issue is she killed her sister. She did do that. At this point the ants don't matter. She did do that. She killed her sister. So at this point Carol's saying, you know, we we, we can't leave her around the baby, Judith. We can't leave her around the baby. So right. we we we're going to have to split up. I'll go with her. You go with with Judith, and then they're like, "But that won't work because you won't survive just with Judith, and I won't survive." And they're, they're like, "We can't survive with just we we can't leave her behind, and we can't bring her with us." So so Carol looks to Tyree and says, "She can't be around other people." So at the beginning of the ne- of the next scene, Carol brings her out behind the house, and and Lizzie starts freaking out, saying, "I'm so sorry. Are you mad at me? I didn't mean to point the gun at you. I just needed to make sure you would wait until Liz until Micah came back. I'm so sorry. Please don't be mad at me. I love you. Please don't be mad at me." To which Carol tells her, "Go look at the flowers, Lizzie. Look at the flowers. Look at the flowers." And with the, Lizzie, and then shoots her in the head. And shoots her in the head. She goes all old yeller on her ass. Old yeller on her ass. And then in the next scene, they're back in the house, um, Tyree and Carol, and they're sitting over. T- and there's like a half done cr- um, uh, puzzle puzzle on the table, and no one's talking. And, and, Carol, and Carol has a gun on her side of the table. Did you hear the thing from the Talking Dead about the, the that puzzle? the puzzle the was, puzzle pieces? Um, Sophia, right? When assembled was Sophia, yeah. was her dead yeah. daughter. But they didn't know that at the time. They didn't. They just, they told him that when they were right. filming the scene together. Yep. And then Carol slides the gun over to Tyree and says, I was the one who killed your girlfriend. Do what you gotta do. Right. And Tyree's kind of standing there. He puts his hand in the gun and he looks back and he basically <laughs> says, I forgive you because now he's seen the Carol and I figured do difficult that would happen things. because yeah. you don't really want to cause more death at that point, even though, you know, he's angry, but. You just lost two little girls. It's yeah. not like you want to then kill somebody else. I mean, it was... I would and, have been yeah. surprised. And the episode ends with them burying the girls outside, and then the, the adults and Judith head off <laughs> down the, the road towards the destination, which will probably hit by the end of the season, yeah. where everyone's walking down the same road. Right. The episode. And that was the episode. And... Bob... Like, now, Bob had described it as, on Facebook, as what? Like, the best... Hands down, the best hour of television... He had seen. I think it was. I right? Mean, is that what he Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah my, like, my reaction to it. And See, I wish is, Bob could be here for the Well, this is. Convo, I wish he could be too, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not waiting. I mean. I'm a poor substitute. I've only seen two, like, full length episodes. Well, I even said to Danielle, I'm like, the thing is, yes, there's there's zombies, yes, it's terrible, but the, my reaction to the episode was impact, since 
Carol's La Sophia. Like, there's an episode where we're, we're taking the prison for the first time, so they put, like, Carol's up in one of the guard towers, mm. and Rick has to run from one fence to, like, the next layer of fences, and the zombies are all around him. So she's shooting the zombies from the guard tower to give Rick a clear path, and at one point she shoots, like, right next to Rick's foot. And he looks up at her, and she's like, sorry. Doesn't yeah. even, no facial expression. Whoopsies, sorry. And just keeps shooting. So last night, when she saw that Micah had been killed, she starts sobbing. Like, her hand is shaking when she has to shoot Lizzie. And, you know, just, like, I felt like, and then she confessed to having done it to Tyree when she didn't have to. And I felt like, my first reaction was, this is really the episode where Carol gets her humanity back. Which means she'll probably die next week. But I'm like, this is the episode where she gets her humanity back. And I'm like, I just said that for the episode where she shoots an 11-year-old girl in the head. Right. So, what does that say about me? That that was my reaction to the episode. I mean, so I thought it was Well, because number one is, you're not... In a show like this where, number one, reality is suspended. I mean, it's not, this is not reality. Yeah, zombies aren't real. Really I mean. Although, I did have a student today, and he told me that they were dodging zombies on the way in. <laughs> so, and he was being the zombie hunter. I told him I felt very safe. Because Aww. Because killing zombies before came to school so that we would be Right. Killed. But did so, we I mean, really? I, I think. But you know, for this episode, the zombies didn't matter, though, did they? It doesn't matter. But there's such a part of the story where you could you can make the argument that our set of morals that we have right now don't apply. I mean, it's not the same. It's not the same set of rules anymore. The rules are completely different. You know, um, like I, I didn't feel it's this completely different. There's no there's no set of law anymore. There's there there's very few humans left because they've all become right, right. walkers. Um, they either become walkers or they become killers because that's the right. Way to- well, and that's right. the comment in the episode because most of the and, and especially in the last episode with Daryl and Beth, um, they were saying you know to survive you have to. At this point, we're probably two three years out. If you're still alive, you're an asshole. Because yeah. all of the good people and the weak people have already are died, dead. are dead. Right. So to survive, you have to be a, a robber or a killer. Or, uh, and that's the th- and, the, and the question they're kind of posing in this part of the season is, can good people still survive in this world? And that was what Micah right. said. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a good person. And she ended up dead because she dressed her sister. Well, and the point, I think that, like, they talked about, I'm, um, you were watching The Walking Dead after, I'm sorry, The Talking, talking Dead, dead afterwards, um, is that neither... Lizzie or Micah were meant for this world anymore because Micah was just too good, like you said. And Lizzie was just, she couldn't see things for the way they were. You know, she honestly couldn't understand that the walkers are a threat and that they're bad. Well, not bad, but they're, they're a threat. You know, they're not something that you play with. They're not toys. You know, they're, they're not going to ever probably be redeemed unless maybe it will. I don't know where the show's going, but, um, probably not, you know. Well, it's also about re-examining what it means to be a person, what it means to be alive, and what the purpose of life is. Like, in the second season, when Carl is shot, uh, um, they're at Herschel's farm and Herschel's operating, and, and his parents are outside just trying to console each other. And his mother's like, why don't we just let him die? Why do we want him to live in this world? Wouldn't it just be better for him to let him die? So the question is, you know, if this were the real world, Lizzie would get medication. Lizzie right. would get therapy. There's things that just we what I'm saying. She wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't be a threat because 
You wouldn't be afraid of little Lizzie coming to kill you because she'd be in a padded room. I mean, but what do you do with her? You would be arming her, right? Even if she wasn't in a padded room, you wouldn't be right. Well, that's what Tyree's first thing was. I took away her knives. (laughs) I know, but he was like, I took away all of her weapons. Like the eight-year-old has a gun. Like it's it's a different it's a different world. But that's the that's the thing. It's what you do. And as a viewer, what do you, like, you could never, like, like, that's the thing. To show, like, an 11-year-old get shot, well, and they don't show any of it, just to be clear. They, they, you come back and Mike has already been killed and you don't see Lizzie, you hear the gun and it's. And you're looking at flowers. And the, and the birds fly It's not gratuitous. It's not gratuitous. I mean, they could have made it, but it wasn't. And it's, so that's the thing. And, and the interesting thing about the show is people are making a big deal of this. The first shot in the first episode of the show, or one of the first shots in, in, in the first episode of the show, is um, Rick trying to find gas, and he's driving up to a car or whatever, and there's a little girl in her, like, slippers who's a walker, and he has to shoot her. So that's the, fir- the first walker you ever see is a little girl. So it, 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 it's, it's not the first child that we've seen, but that's the the crux of it. It's it, I found it, like, a fascinating episode just from the the perspective of what does it say about the human race like like it's like on harry like we read fix all the time and we're like the magic in this one is window dressing like it, you don't need mm-hmm. magic it's just a, it's a human story come in sorry <laughs> cat's going out a dog is Aww. and i was trying to do it quietly but i think i need to oil my door. i think you may need to oil your door there so <laughs> So I found it, I found it completely fascinating. So it, for me, it's kind of like the, the, the whole point of the series is what does it mean to be human? And that's the point of Star Trek. That's the point of so many shows that I like. So I'm not into, like, I don't love the zombies. I think they're kind of funny looking, but <laughs> I like, I love dystopian stuff, but I, I love the, the fact it's about what does it mean to be human? If it was a show where every character was an asshole, I wouldn't watch it because I wouldn't care if they lived or died, but I kind of care about right. these people as messed up as they are. So that was so that was the episode, and, and it's, it's telling because uh, they do the the Talking Dead after that, and they always do like an in memoriam thing where they play right. very dramatic music, and they show you everyone who's died. Like yes, like railing <laughs> zombie, you know, like partially crisp zombie, no, medium, fully crisp, medium crispy. Zombie. Wasn't it like yeah. medium crispy and then like extra crispy? The bird ones something. or something. I don't know. It was gross. And like in the episode where Herschel died. <laughs> and at the end of it, they always say something. <laughs> if it's someone that we love who died, they show pictures of them. They show dramatic music. They, 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 they drama up the drama. And like when Herschel and the governor died, they, they did Herschel, you know, father, mentor, doctor, governor, coward, bully, asshole. Like, and they, and they'll do something, but they'll always have something. Like if it's someone that we love, they'll have something. Emo- like like oh, the, so. a send off, yeah. they'll yeah. do something nice for them. In this one, they showed they showed um, Lizzie and just her crying, looking at the flowers, and then they said, "We honestly have no words." Well, it said sometimes there are no words. There are no words. Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Lizzie and Mike. I mean, that's the like. It, it, I like, mean, it's little kids. At some point, yeah, you have yeah. to. And like yeah. the talking dead began with everyone hugging. And yeah. Carol looked very stoic, so I think they're going to off her next week because <laughs> they finished her plot arc now. And oh. well, no, it's always like on shows when they have the character for like one episode, but they don't want the audience to know that, so she pretends she's on the whole series and yeah. she gives a lot of ambiguous right. yeah. language. So yeah, we'll see. Well, you'll see. I'll see. <laughs> well, no, I because I, I make Danielle watch like every eighth one. She's already talked. I have. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about something else. And I'd like to apologize because I know I'm no substitute for Bob on that discussion. I wish he could have been here. Um, he would have a lot to add, but, you know. We tried for Gen 2 and we tried for 
I tried for Wolfie. Well, I was going to do it then. You one more, one more. Oh no, no, I'm not saying it, no, no, I'm not saying um, it was bad. I just I'm I'm apologizing because I'm not uh, a hardcore well, fan, well, and I don't want my opinions to seem like well, no, it's I'm like talking well, out my ass. Well, or I'm the school teacher. <laughs> Gemma's here. We have a school teacher and a mother on the line. It's like oh, it's our great show the other day. We're we're a woman off an eleven year old. It's okay. She had totally had it coming. But it's like I'm at, that's actually my position. <laughs> like it's so yeah. it's it's for me to get there. That's interesting. Um, so. I have a new podcast to uh, talk about. Oh, thank God. I thought you were quitting. Okay. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I've had enough of you, I've Ryan. Had I've had enough of the monologues. The other day on Facebook, you know how Facebook has all these things like the 25 most of full vacation places oh, in the yeah. world? And, mm-hmm. Okay. So the other day, it was the 25 top podcasts to be listening. Hmm. And I thought, well, okay, let me see what I'm missing. Clearly, we were number one. We no, were I'm just kidding. <laughs> But somewhere in there was a podcast called The Thrilling Adventure Hour. And what it is, it's, it started in 2005, but it's based on an old-time radio show. Nice. And so the episodes run anywhere between 10 minutes and 30 minutes. And there's different shows. Now, my favorite is Sparks of Adam, Marsh on Mars, which, wonderfully enough, actually has in it. Ooh. He is not Sparks Nevada. He is Cactoy Jim. And they actually do a spin-off where they have a Cactoy Jim uh, for a few episodes. Hmm. And he's hysterical. He is, um, he's this marshal on Mars. And he has a Martian that hangs out with his name is Croach. Croach Tracker. Because on Mars, everybody on Mars has a different designation. So you're either the beautiful, the tracker, the laugher, the sleeper, you know, it, it's all that kind of way. So Croach is the tracker, and on Mars, you think somebody does something, you owe them onus, and you have to repay the onus. Well, hmm. Croach has onus to Sparks, and it starts off, and they don't like each other very much. And over, there's 106 episodes, and there's about six different shows. So Sparks happen about every month, month and a half. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, but the show's been going for nine years. Wow. So, I mean, it's been going for a long time. And there's been the great growth. Like, at one point, everything goes wrong, and the marsh starts getting drunk. And it's just funny. <laughs> so, and there's, you know, the Red Plains writer, like, Fillion is in it, Josh Molina is in it. Oh, Josh Molina. Molina. He's my close personal friend. One tweet. He plays the what? I think he's the bartender. Nice. He's really funny. Yes, he's the barkeep. Very and, nice. Uh, like I said, Fillion, uh, Neil Patrick Harris was in one of them. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman has been in a couple of episodes. So, like I said, Sparks is my favorite, and that one is realized. You have to kind of go back to the very beginning and listen to that. And start the, there, yeah. From the top. But they also have Amelia Earhart, Fear Liar. <laughs> and apparently Amelia Earhart died. She just became a time traveler, and she goes back in time. She she helps against the Nazis, and there's a lot of Nazis, and they call them Krauts and stuff like that. <laughs> It's it's pretty racist, but it's, <laughs> so just just be aware of that one. That one kind of touched me. Aww. And then there's Beyond Belief, which is my other favorite. It's Frank and Sadie Doyle, and they're the to- the toast of the upper crust, and um, they see ghosts, hmm. and they're always drunk. That's all they care about is booze. Don't get in between them and the booze and everything's fine. But all of this stuff happens, and it's usually ghosts or werewolves or vampires or mummies. And at one point, they even go on a safari, and she is absolutely terrified. She's like, ooh. I want to, I want to shoot a giraffe. No, a zebra. No, a hyena. A <laughs> no, and she's just going through all these. So they're really funny. That one's not like you. Like anything. Funny. Okay. Right. There's the adventures of Captain Laserbeast. Um, kind of like a Batman. Hmm. You know, the, the, um, 
the signal goes off. Yeah, actually, I'm it. It's as camp as the old Bat show. That was campy. Yep. Facing off against ridiculous villains such as the number, the numbler, the, the numbler. librarian, <laughs> the shape ape, Captain Laser. The shape ape. Shape ape. Captain Laserbeam protects Apex City while trying to patience with his adventure coteers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Jefferson, Ace American, The Adventures of Colonel TikTok, he goes back to time. And then there's Doubt in Moonshine Holler, which is about a millionaire, a billionaire who becomes a hobo because he's trying to find the hobo princess. Aww. And they're all kind of fun, but like I said, uh, Sparks Nevada and... Uh, beyond Belief, my favorite. And they're just, they have some sound effects, they have songs. They've done a Kickstarter to me, and I don't quite know what's happened to that. Oh, okay. we should do that. They've to also do- made a graphic novel ah. that I don't know much about. But it's a lot of fun. I've been listening to the last week, I got through 100 episodes. And, you know, there's neat people in it. And, you know, every once in a while, it's like, ooh, somebody I know. Yeah, like you try to recognize the, you try to the voice, things. yeah. It's written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Oh, jeez. There's no way that's the real Acker and Blacker. Acker and Blacker. And I love that they're both, first names are both Ben. And on Sparks, Nevada, the uh, stars are Mark Evan Jackson and Mark, is it Mark? Mark? Ooh, I'm not going to be able to say that. Gaglandy? He's the uh, Martian. Hmm. But they're both Mark, so I think that's funny, too, that they have a lot of overlap. Um, and I'm trying, I, I don't know if these other people are people like Bushy Phillips, you know who she is? Or Busy? It's Busy Phillips. Mm. Busy? I don't know. Good thing she's not going to actually listen to the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's fun. And just to go and find the Sparks Nevada would be great. I, uh, sent it to Jules this morning or last night. I said, you have to these. They're great. Yeah. And Wolfie sent me a message this morning that he started them. So oh, nice. And this is the Thrilling Adventure Hour I just found the it. Thrilling on. Adventure Hour. It's under Nerdist Industries. I wish I knew it, that. It is a Nerdist. Um, they don't start out as nerd. And they do start at the very beginning. They're in like this little hole in the wall place where there's a stage and at what you know when everybody's on the stage they don't hardly have room and then they've to a new venue that actually has a stage with wings so they can keep people off stage till they come out mm. so like when nathan fillion comes out the crowd goes wild oh yeah and it's all live it's all recorded live that's awesome and basically what happens is you buy tickets and go and you get to see four or five of these recorded live and then they release each one of them every week so if you actually pay to go buy tickets, you see them all at once, and otherwise they dole them out. Nice. But, That's cool, yeah, though, that they do it live. Fun. Yeah. And, and it's like old-time radio show. So they have sound effects, and, and you know, sometimes they make mistakes. Yeah. Which is the best part, because they then they have to figure out. I actually just saw something. We exactly, should actually. like if they miss a line or something. With all, of our, with all of our editing, we should actually try and do, like, a radio show one night and do, like, our own live sound effects on the air and see if we can <laughs> off. I think we can. <laughs> We could. I mean, if we had, like, a script, we would need a script. We'd have to be scripted, yes. We, we'd need Bob. We could be scripted. Well, I mean, with as many sound effects as we have at our fingertips, we could probably fairly close. We would definitely have to have Bob move his radio voice. We would. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be all He's like a semi-professional now. Well, I feel like we use the same sound effect like five times. Now, I wanted to read this for Danielle. Um, on my Kindle today, they put books up that are recommended. And uh, this one just jumped out as something that you might like. It's called The Woodcutter by Kate Danley. 
a woodcutter. I'm just going to read you the uh, synopsis of it here. Deep within the wood, a young woman lies dead. Not a mark on her body, no trace of her murderer, only her chipped glass slippers hint at her identity. Oh no, it's Cinderella! The woodcutter, keeper (laughs) of peace between the twelve kingdoms of man and the realms of the fairy, must find the maiden's killer before others share her fate. Guided by the wind and aided by three charmed axes, one from the river god, the woodcutter begins his hunt, searching for clues in the whispering dominions of the enchanted unknown. Mm. But quickly he finds that one murdered maiden is not the only nefarious mystery afoot. One of Odin's hellhounds has escaped, a sinister mansion appears where it shouldn't, a pixie dust drug trade runs rampant, and more young girls go missing. Oh boy. Looming in the shadows is the malevolent, power-hungry queen, and she will stop it nothing to destroy the Twelve Kingdoms and annihilate the royal fae, unless the woodcutter can outmaneuver her and save the gentle souls of the wood. Blending magic, heart-pounding suspense, and a dash of folklore, folklore the woodcutter is an extraordinary mag- uh, retelling of the realm of fairy tales. Yeah, because it's reminding me a lot of many fairy tales. Right. Well, it just kind of reminded... The first thing it reminded me of was Once Upon a Time, because it's like a mixture. Well, I got like Cinderella with the shoes, but the woodcutter and all that. Like, um, yeah, I could see that being... I'm like, oh, God, he's knocking off all the Disney princesses all in one go. All the young ladies are... <laughs> and the woodcutter could also be um, like almost uh, Wizard of Oddish. Ozish. Mm. Yeah, it, I mean, it looks very good. So it's on, um, it, it's, it, today, if you have your, if you have a Kindle, uh, check out under like special offers or whatnot. It's, um, an Amazon Prime book, so you can get it free on Amazon Prime. Mm. But today it's, uh, discounted to a dollar ninety-nine. See, I like when re, like retelling of fairy tales, um, or, or just stories in general, like told a different way. Like I'm a big fan of the Wicked series of books. Um, right. Wicked was excellent. If, if, have you read that, Sue? I have not. Yeah, it's really good. Because um, I never really was a huge Wizard of Oz fan. Um, I mean, I like the movie, but, like, I always found Dorothy to be really aggravating. Because right. she just is, like, always whining. I'm going to go home. Whatever. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, she always irritated me. And then um, when I read Wicked, I was like, it was just, like, completely turning that story around and, and looking at it the other way, which I really enjoyed. Um, it's just, like, a neat way to retell the story. It's um, kind of like Peter and the Star Catchers, which yeah. is the retelling of Peter Pan. Oh. I mean, read by Jim Dale. Oh. We know him. Which is really weird because he kind of reuses some of the voices. So I'm like, oh, wait, that's Harry Potter. No, that's Peter Pan. So <laughs> freaked me out a little bit, but... It's a really interesting story. On basically, it tells a story about how Peter Pan came to Pan. Nice, kind of like the movie Hook. Firefly. Yes. Love Pan. that movie. Which my friend Don, who Ryan met on through a podcast, love him. He did. He worked on Hook. He's actually, if you look, he's in the credits. I love that movie. That's one of my favorite. Well, movies. Let's get him on here. Is he still on his boat? He is. He's probably somewhere on his boat. The man loves to sail. He does. Can't he fault him for that. It's a kind of a fun thing. Did you guys see the um, video the other day, you know, how dolphins like to follow in boats, streams, and stuff like that? I didn't see that. Oh, no, I didn't see that. And these people were out in a a speed-type boat, and orcas, killer whales, (gasps) came and swam in their slipstream, and were jumping next to the boat and swimming right under them and going really, really fast. It was great. Oh, so they didn't get hurt or anything? Like, oh, no. oh cool. All right. At the end of it, they were like slowing it down so you got individual pictures of these whales jumping. Oh, wow. 
It was, oh, I would have paid Very cool. millions to be able to do that kind of thing. That would scare the cool. shit out of me. There's like well, a yeah. Orca All of a boat. sudden, like a killer whale oh, jumps no. up. See, I love orcas. I'd be cool with it. It's because ladies love whale song. That's <laughs> Remember? <laughs> I've been watching Flight of the Concords, oh, which is right. a very, very silly show. I'm watching it with Richard, actually. She's been dating um, Richard for about a month now. Yeah. yeah. We have chats. We have chats while they we watch dates. um Flight of the Concords. And anyway, they have to do... They have to figure out what women like, and they're like, oh, well, women like whale song, don't they? I'm like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> we like to weave and listen to whales, apparently. It's a lot of weaving. I bought my mom lots of whale music over the years, so I can see that. So maybe it's true. <laughs> yeah. I got a new book this week that I've been wanting to get for a long time, and I was holding out for the audiobook, and the audiobook finally came out, and I was cheap to buy it. What was it? There you go. It's called The Masked Man, and it's by Tom Wilson, who played Biff in the Back to the Future. He wrote, wrote a book? Yeah, and it's it's really interesting. I, I haven't got very far. I'm only like two chapters in, but basically his wife has had all this surgery. He doesn't have any money, so he does what he swore he would never do, and he goes to a con. To oh, God. Oh, my it's just God. horrible experience. And the Buffy people are charging $50 an autograph, so nobody has money for <gasps> And at one point, he's getting ready to leave, and somebody comes, and he says, Hey, man, I'd really like to have your autograph, but I need Buffy's autograph first, and I only have, you know, $33, and I need to borrow $17. Man, come on, you got a lot of money today, didn't you? Let me, and he, you know, he made nothing. Yeah. And this guy's trying to steal money from him. Aww. And he gets on a train, and he goes to the next thing he's going to, and there's this guy dressed all up like a cowboy on the opposite street. He's walking, and the guy starts following him. And he freaks out because there's this guy following him, and he's like in New York. And, you know, you don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. And he's dressed up like a cowboy. He's got the hat. He's got the gun belt. And, it, and the guy comes up to him, and he says, hey, I want to go to your show. Oh, boy. I'm, Clay- I'm Clayton Moore. I'm the Lone Ranger. Only I'm not allowed to say that anymore because, you know, they sued Clayton Moore. And they wouldn't let him wear the mask anymore, and they wouldn't let him say that he was the Lone Ranger because he he was so involved in that role mm-hmm. that he never took the mask off in public hmm. until the studio actually sued him and made him take it off. And then he oh. wore dark sunglasses. It was it was real big back in the day when I was a kid, and I loved the Lone Ranger, so I kind of knew about it. And so it's this he's going to have this adventure with Clayton Moore, and I haven't got into it enough to know what it's going to be, but. I have a feeling it's going to be really interesting. That's just so funny. Like, Biff Tannen wrote a book. Hold on. Biff has a podcast? Oh, it's great. Yes. I didn't know that. I, I ran across someone in my travels named Buford recently. Uh, and I could Buford picture with Tannen. Buford Tannen, which was Back to the Future 3, right? Yes. Yeah. Nobody calls him a mad dog. <laughs> uh, Tom Wilson, it's big pop fun with Tom Wilson. Huh. And sometimes he interviews people and sometimes he solos. Oh, it's so funny. And he sings and he does. He's so fun. I love his podcast. Now, who is that podcast to? Um, I not saying I'm just like naming everyone who has a podcast, but uh, on my Twitter feed, uh, Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World. Oh, really? He has a literary podcast. He does, um. Oh. It's probably all like poetic and deep. He, he is, he is rather deep, yes. Whatever. It's probably more fun listening to Biff sing. Biff is probably like Big Pop Fun. And the other one that I listen to that's got the star is Alex Baldwin. Hmm. And his is called Here's the Thing. Alex Baldwin. Alex Baldwin. And he just interviews different. 
Okay, go. Um, I, I thought it was I thought it was Alec Baldwin for a second. Um, Alec is Alec. Alec. Alec Baldwin. I'm sorry. Oh, is it really Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a guy named thought, Alex Baldwin. I know, I thought yeah. she was like... Alec Baldwin. Obviously. I thought he was, I thought he was basing it off of Alex. What could I say? Aww. But, um, he interviews different people. He interviewed Chris Columbus, and it was amazing. Oh, nice. The Harry Potter director, not yes, the man who discovered yes, the... Yes, the Harry Potter guy. And it was really interesting. He also did Home Alone. Yes. No, I just meant not the guy who discovered the... many other the, movies. Yeah. Okay. And poor Ray, she's been talking to me and I've been ignoring her because I've been monologuing. She's, like been, she's been loud, she's been soft, she's been loud, she's yeah, been soft, you're not brave. She was brave. What? Brave. What did you say? Ray said brave. I was too soft. I turned oh. myself out because I was too loud for you guys. Oh, then I turned you up and Danielle ripped her headphones out. Inside uh, well, I will again. turn myself back down again. I went diff. You went diff. You go diff. <laughs> Sadie Doyle talks. She talks like that. Oh, um. She's got this great accent. She's I'm trying to pick up the New Zealand accent from watching all that Flight of the Concords because I just love that accent. It just cracks me up. Uh huh. Oh. Well, look, Keys has showed up. Let's do, um, Aww. why don't we do some catch up too on, um, TV and movies and we've started books a little bit. Uh, a couple new shows. I forget. I have a new show for you. What do you got? I have the new NCIS coming out. The new, new NCIS? The new, new. New, new NCIS. It's, um, NCIS New Orleans. New Orleans. And New Orleans. It's star Scott Bakula. <gasps> Ooh, Scott Bakula. Now, how many NCISs are there now? There's NCIS. Oh, there's just there's three. three? Good God! Good God, Maud! I'm still, I'm still. She'll actually watch it. I'm on episode two. He has a lot of shows. I have a lot of shows. I have a great deal of shows. The enormous amount of shows. You try to balance everything. So sad. We lost satellite eight nine. It was supposed to be recording my show, so I did. Well, I'm not really watching a lot live now. We do the whole catch up thing. I'm watching Resolution week to week. Um, did I just say resolution? Resolution? Revolution. You mean revolution? Revolution. I'm like, I said that. I'm like, yeah, I was like, what? I'm like, that's not the name of it. Um, I'm watching Revolution, but the good thing is it probably won't be back for season three. So <laughs> I won't have to watch that for much longer. <laughs> the good thing? Uh, yeah, they'll clear up a hole in my schedule. Um, what else are you watching? <laughs> then you can watch NCIS. I can. There's a few sitcoms we're watching. We're enjoying, uh, yes. growing up Fisher. Yep. About a boy. We have to watch that because we're the fishes. We have to watch that. Well, he's, the guy who It's played, actually good the though. Guy, the, the dad, the guy who played Pope on The Closer is hysterical because he's blind and he has an 11 year old son and at one point the son walks up next to him and he screams for his son and he's like, I'm right here, dad. He's like, Jesus Christ, you're like a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> he just speaks up. <laughs> so the, yeah. yeah, so the writing is, is very good. It's on very that. good. Um, I'm, the Goldbergs. That's the like Goldbergs, my favorite sitcom. It, it's got to be year. our favorite sitcom on TV. It's it's awesome. We've watched them all. I don't know if you have a favorite character. They're all just good. They're all so good. Like I don't know. Just as being fairly close in age to when like this was taking place, you know, as to when I was a kid. You I mean, it, it, I was a little bit younger. Well, yeah, but yeah. a lot of what they reference, I definitely like remember from being a kid. Right. So I mean, it's just great. If you were born and raised in the eighties, I really think you'd get a kick out of it. Um, it's yeah, just, it's funny. Oh, that's so good. Well, I was shocked and dismayed because Mooney owns Goodreads. Every book she's ever read comes up in my Goodreads thing, and I and I put up Ready Player One, and she's like, eh. I know, the book <laughs> she, is so good. She did, she did not find it thrilling. No. Well, 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 they didn't get a lot of it. She's young. So oh. maybe a lot of those references didn't. But how young is young? 
Well, honestly, you, I don't know. I mean, there were definitely references that I didn't get 100% of them, but I got enough of them to, you know. Well, it's like, it's like watching Gilmore Girls. Every third yeah. word is a reference to something. I really that, appreciated you know, a lot of the music references in it. Like, it just, some of the things they referenced, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, who would ever write about that in a book? Um, yeah. Like, I'm throwing. And, um. Well, some of the video game ones, I didn't get them all, but I knew enough that, like, I had an Atari, I had Nintendo, mm-hmm. like, I knew, I knew what they were meaning when they meant, like, those old school games. Um, but I never played those text-based games, like, on the computer especially. Yeah, me neither. I never played those, but I, again, like, know of them, so I mean, I can, I can imagine. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. I gave up a Saturday. I felt really bad, but it's sort of raining, so I yeah. can outside and... I just read, yes, Race of Mooney is in Boston right now. I don't know why she's not at Fisher's house. I was about to say, she should have come to the studio. We could have asked her how old she was. The studio, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Would have worked. Um, yeah, that was one of those books that, like, I didn't want to put it down. I wanted mm-hmm. to just keep reading. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. I like when you come across a book like that. I don't like Harry Potter. Yes. So I'm trying to think. I'm trying to add some new shows. Then I'm probably going to throw some shows overboard because you weren't feeling Mike and Molly this season. You're, I think- well, here's my here's my barometer. Like you know, if I watch like one or two or even three episodes, I and I can enjoy it. That's fine. But like if months go by and I don't miss it. I'm not likely to go back to it because I don't miss Mike and Molly. I mean, it, it, it was funny, and then I just really started losing interest in it. I'm like, Meh. But are you likely to watch an episode and say, ooh, let's watch more I mean, of this? I don't know. It's I don't interesting. know. A few shows. Well, I, I mean, I'm trying I, to make more time for, for books and less time for TV, and I think I've been doing a good job of it. I mean, I'm being selective about what, I, you know, what I've been watching so that I have more time to read. Mm-hmm. Um so that was my New Year's resolution. If we go back to that episode, right. <laughs> was to read more books. So, and I've been doing that. Um, so I'm going to try to stick with that. Yeah. Well, I'm throwing just because I don't have a lot of space in my hard drive. I'm throwing some things back. Like, yeah. uh, what was it copper got some canceled? You just I'll throw that go. one overboard. Um, but then it's like if a show gets canceled, I might still want to watch it. Then mm-hmm. if there's like a mid-season show that comes out, I usually tape it to see if I like yeah. it. And then I tape a couple episodes. So in case I like it, they'll have a few to watch. I think like, see, shows like Sherlock are perfect for me because at the there's end of the day, of there's only three episodes per season. So like, I don't have to, yeah, I don't have nine to devote episodes. like, but they're movie length episodes. They're like 90 minutes long, but, um, you don't have to devote an hour each week, you know, you get right. three, you get three excellent, well-written episodes that are just fantastic and they have great rewatch value because there's bound to be something you missed the first two or three times you watched it. Um, so, but I really like that because I don't know, like I, I, in, well, in some ways it's, it's like, oh man, the season's already over. Okay. Yeah. But like, at least it's well-written it, you know, it's really high quality television. Um, and it frees up my schedule. To do other well, I tape shows for years. Like if I like the concept, I'll tape a show for years before I watch it. I know we would like once upon a time. So I've been taping that uh, person of interest. I just watched the first episode, but I like it. So I've been taping that, um, elementary. I know we would like, so I've been taping. Yeah. That. I mean, I'll probably like watch elementary eventually, but I'll try and pick shows. That I think I would like, but then the thing is I don't want to tape a show for years and years and then never watch it. No, but like, Last night, The 100 declared, uh, um, declared, um, debuted on the CW and it got very good reviews. CW so is still that. around. C- Are you, th- you watching Arrow on the CW? I'm Mm-mm. not. I know never, John Barrowman's in it. it. to watch Arrow. That was my show last night. And, and, uh, and I think this is so cute. And we're going to talk about Jules here for a minute, but her family watches it. Um, and her son wants to be able to watch it in its family affair. So Jules is out late on Wednesday nights when it airs, 
So no one in the house is allowed to watch it until Thursday. <laughs> Aw, that's nice. You know, I think it's cool. That's s- nice. Sell me on this because my okay. – well, no, here's my thing. I, like, I'm going to tell you what I think it is and then tell me why it, it's not that. I mean, my thing is I'm not – like, uh, there's many genres I'm into. I've never been, like, the superhero guy. I've never been, like, the like – the, like, I used to watch Batman with Adam West. Like, that's what I was so I've I've never done Batman or Superman. I have no idea who the Hulk people are. Like I like I, that particular genre. genre has never done it for me. Right. But I know Alex Kingston and John Barrowman are in it. I've heard good Alex things. Kingston. Alex Kingston. Hello, sweetie. Mm. So spoilers. She she's not quite as good in it as she was in Doctor Who. But you know, the first time I saw her, I was like, oh, it's her. <laughs> hey, have you, did you hear about the way that Matt Smith is trying? To, he doesn't want her to come back as River Song because he says that she was my wife, not Capaldi's, and I'd like her to be. Um, I don't think she technically should come back. Well, I don't think she should either. But if I were Alex Kingston, I'd be like, Matt, sister's got to work. Look what you're trying to do. Yeah, but honestly, like I, I don't think she I don't think he's wrong. Either. I don't mean like I agree. Like yeah. oh, like he, he should only be with Matt Smith, but like no, she got a final. She seems to be done. All right, but Sue, sell me on Arrow. Okay, so Arrow is, yes, it's a comic based on a comic superhero kind of thing. But there is all this hidden stuff that they weave through. And a couple of weeks ago, they, like, tied up all these loose ends. And I was like, oh, wow, look at that. They really tied up the loose ends. That's really neat. And then the last minute of the show, they threw you a curveball. And I literally sat there and went, holy shit. <laughs> and Mom's sitting there, having never watched the show, looking at me going, what? And I'm like, oh, my God, that guy that's there, he is so much a part of the show. And you don't know about him. And you think he's, you know, something's happened. And I'm trying not to spoil right. it. And it was just like they had tied up all these loose ends. And yeah. then, bam. So basically, this guy's a billionaire. Mm -hmm. You guys, no, you guys watch Downton Abbey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Their house outshines Downton Abbey. Oh, boy. Okay. They have this mansion. And he is engaged or starting to win with this girl. And he gets cold feet, so he takes her sister on a cruise on their family yacht. Uh oh. This doesn't bode well. Family yacht blows up. Oh. And they think everyone's dead. But he survives. And he ends up on this island in the middle of nowhere. And there's this crazy Chinese guy on the island. And there's this crazy Australian. And there's this group of people that are killing everybody. And the first thing, you know, he gets shot with an arrow. And, and you know, he's this rich, pampered, rich kid who's just like, ooh, I have a hangnail. And now he's on this island and he's got to survive for his life. And he just works. And they have the flashbacks to the island. Those are some of my favorite parts, these flashbacks back to the island they have all the time. And this guy is ripped. And he does this thing where he's doing pull-ups, and he, he like, pulls himself up, pulls the bar out of the socket that it's in, mm-hmm. flings his arms up, drops it in the next socket a foot higher, pulls himself up, <laughs> flings it up, and climbs 30 feet in the air doing this. Oh, boy. This man has muscles. All right, now, when you said that he was ripped, Danielle seemed to tune in more to the conversation, so I think... No, he, I okay, think, I'm not, I'm not Jen. Come on. That is, that's the truth. Just actually, Danielle is not Jen. I've been following him on Facebook. He's also the nicest guy. Oh, is that the guy that um, a little while ago Jen had posted a picture and he liked it mm-hmm. of Lee oh. dressed up as Arrow? Yes. And she was like, "Oh my god, he liked the picture." Yes. Yeah, okay. Because I was gonna say it did seem it did seem nice. And I will say this: I should have this on air, but 
I had a wild night the other night, and I had some crazy dreams, and one oh. of my dreams was I was in an airport, and I was all by myself kind of in a corner trying to sleep, and I woke up, and he was standing next to me. Aww. And I was like, oh, my God, my friend Jules would love to have your autograph. Uh-huh. So I got autographed Jules. But I got a hug. There you go. And it was really nice. Of you me. need to have crazier dreams, Sue. I'm feeling like you're holding back here. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Because, like, we were saying before, like, I, like if you ask me, like, remember when Gen 2 said you have to watch The Walking Dead? I'm like, fine. I just hate zombies. Right. Like, and, like, I hate guts. Watch another one. What's it called? I, guts. But, I'm not big into superheroes. But the, I guess that's my question. I don't like superheroes and I don't like zombies, but I like The Walking Dead because it's a story about, you know, what it means to be yeah, human. Yeah, but you like... But that's what this is. That's my question. So... Yeah. I from dead, and he has to right these wrongs in the town that he came from that his father was part of. And, and you get to see a little bit more about his father and his mother. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's him and his sister and his mother. And there's like a stepfather that comes and goes because dad's dead on the yachting accident. Mm-hmm. But he wants to right the wrongs. And he has this book that had all these names in it that was invisible with invisible ink. And he's figured out how to get them. And so he's, Trying to right the wrongs to save the city. Wait, so and it's John my Harold name is Earl? Is the bad guy. So I, I said, wait, so it's my name is Earl? And he does. He dresses up in the suit and he's got the bow and arrow and he shoots people and stuff like that. But the cast is amazing and the plot is good and they have all of these twists and turns that are interwoven and you get one thing settled and you're like, oh, cool, they've got it all figured out. And then this other thing happens. You're just like, holy cow, how did they do that? Mm. And then this happens. You're like, oh, man, what's going to, you know, what's going to happen now? And then they'll solve that. And then something else happens. Yeah. And, you know, and it's all this angst. And, and, you know, he's got all this money. So he's trying to be this playboy, billionaire guy. But he's this really nice guy. And he's trying to save the world at the same time. But nobody can know that he's doing that. And, of course, his ex-girlfriend, whose sister he was sleeping with on the yacht when the yacht went down and died is pissed because he's back and she's not having to do with him but she still kind of loves him and her father's a cop and he can't stand her and her mother is Tweety Alex is that her name? Yep Hello Sweetie Sweetie Yes and that's her mother and she's not in there a lot but she's in there enough to make you go (gasps) Yeah I'll give it a shot because I've heard really good I mean I'm one of those people, like, if, if I read a review of a movie you know, and it's a terrible review, I'll, I'll still see it. I'll make up my own mind. But for a show, if I hear, like, critical review, if, like, a lot of people say it's really, really good, I'll watch. If a lot of people say it's the worst thing you've ever seen, I'm maybe... I haven't heard too. anything bad, really. I've heard, no, I've heard wonderful things about that. Yeah. And that's and, and that's the thing for me. Like, it's like, I, like, The Walking Dead isn't a show about zombies to me. It's a show about what it means to be human. So, no, like, this can be... people. People make this show. And the best part about it is... The volunteer at work, the grandma volunteer at work, mm-hmm. I was telling somebody about the show, and she came in, she's like, ooh, you're talking about Arrow. That's my favorite show. So, you know, it appeals to all ages. Yeah. Well, it was actually funny, because I follow, like, the TV by the numbers website, because I want to know what shows are going to get canceled, or what shows to get invested in, and so forth. And um, one of the shows, I actually haven't watched it yet for the season, but I've always been a fan of the, the what I do now. I'm just reading race posts. Go ahead. Uh, she she just asked if I got into Helix. I actually watched an episode of Helix and started the next one and got like four minutes in and turned it. I just it wasn't for me. But um, couldn't do Helix. Although I love Ron more, so I wish I could, but I couldn't. Um, 
I love the Tomorrow People when it was. Uh, I didn't watch the original, that one but looks weird. Well, no, it is. I loved the. Um, you talking about the original one? That you there was an original. The no, one? there was an original one in the seventies, which I've never seen. And then I think I, we have. I you have seen. I it. think we have the first. No, no, there was one in the seventies, which I haven't seen. Oh. Nickelodeon did a remake in the early nineties, oh, so that's right. That. That's right around the time where I was, you know, like loving TV and yeah. all the shows are yeah. nostalgic now. And I really love the concept behind that one. So they brought it back this season, and um, the ratings are not very good. It's like between that and Rain. The, 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 oh, the, I, Jen I, loves, and I would be remiss if I did not say that, well, because Jed really wants somebody to watch that show with her. Rain actually got, I believe it got picked up for a second season. But anyway, they, TV by the numbers goes through all the ratings, and they look at the schedule, and they say, based on the schedule for, for Fox next season, and how many hours of comedies they're doing, they can only pick up one. So basically, they've said it's between, the, the, the Shamara people's only chance to come back is if, uh, the 100, which just debuted, which was described to me as Terra Nova without the dinosaurs. If, <laughs> if, if the, the 100 debuted very poorly, then the Tomorrow People might have a shot. Mm. And the response was, if you're, if you're a Tomorrow People fan, start worrying because the 100 beat Arrow. Uh oh. Which was, wow. it, it, like, it premieres after Arrow, so maybe some of Arrow's, you know. Well, it's gonna get some of the same audience. Yeah, and, like, right. the, the, the rating actually went up, oh, no. like, a, it went up, like, a, like a fraction from Arrow, so it premiered very, very, it, it, they usually go down after the, the first episodes, everyone checking it out, but it, I'd actually be Arrow. curious, so you're talking about ratings, to see, um, like, what, because this season, um, season three of Sherlock, its lead-in was Downton Abbey. So I'd be curious to see what the ratings. It's not look, as like, high. Well, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's on late. I mean, it's on ten to eleven thirty. It's also That's, not a network thing because right. it's on like the local PBS station here. It might be on. I don't mm. know if, if throughout the country, if it's always on this, I'm yeah, assuming that's it might true. be. But I seem to remember that it had something like four million for Downton in one episode and like two million for Sherlock. Yeah. But, it's not so late. but two million for PBS is, 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 a, is still yeah. a huge number. I mean, the numbers. Well, yeah. And the show has grown in popularity because like they said during the filming of season one, they could film anywhere in London and no one bothered them because right. everyone was like, who's Martin Freeman? Who's been in a Cumberbatch? We have no idea. Right. Well, the thing and is, then he did Star Trek and he did The Hobbit and uh, they, they both got so well known. that. Well, the thing that's funny for TV now is it used to be like ABC, uh, CBS and NBC used to have massive numbers. Like we're watching old Murphy Brown reruns and they're talking about getting like a 46 share, which means 46 out of every 100 TVs are watching this show when it's on. And then you had like, you know, like the, 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 the cooking channel would have like mm-hmm. one one hundredth of one percent. It would have a much smaller um you know share. Well now it's to the point where the CW is like tied with NBC. Right. Because NBC sitcoms well, are so bad. And also yeah. like there's just so many other ways Netflix, people get Amazon, their TV and get their you know, you know over your Kindle stuff like that. So now they're kind of joking like is the it new it's kind of outdated at this well, point. Well the new normal now is if you have a TV show that only loses half of its audience from the year before, you keep it because that's not bad because everyone else lost eighty percent. So like that it's the new normal when like because they're trying to figure out what shows are going to get canceled and they're all dropped so it's like, well, they're all dropping, so you can't cancel yeah. everything. So, no. yeah. so it's it's kind of interesting there. But um, Ray just posted the Walking Disney. The Walking. The Disney. Walking Disney. Woo-hoo, he's got a head. I guess he would. Oh boy. It's a. Uh, it's. Aww. <laughs> who's that? That's. Who's that? I think if you keep going, there's more. Yeah, you gotta scroll. Oh yeah, it's in the list here. 
Oh, sorry. Oh, here's Pocahontas with her zombie on a leash. I think that's Pocahontas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty funny. I guess I should tell you. Oh! Decapitated head. Yeah. Yeah, there's Hercules Brave. Oh, yeah, but Pocahontas. Oh, that's We just like got to Pocahontas. Uh, yeah, the- yeah, yeah. That's the little mermaid. That's a little creepy. A little creepy. Oh, goodness. It's not very covered up, is she? <laughs> that's funny. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta. What's the top one? Oh, oh um, top one was is that the, the hunch, uh, the hunchback, of... the gypsy. Well, know. the gypsy life suited her anyway. I have no idea what that is. Like what Disney know. movie that's referring to? I've never seen it. Along with the gypsy, uh, I don't know. I don't know who what it is. is. I know not. No, I'm not good at these. I'm uh, not a, as huge of a Disney fan. I mean, I like Disney. I just I know there's like a chunk of them that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Which I should see, but, you know. Yeah. Sometime. Hmm. Well, I th- I think we're getting near the end of our podcast for the night, so no, hopefully, hopefully we're going to... Danielle close us out. Hopefully we'll get Bobo back next week and we can talk Walking Dead. Hopefully. Hopefully we I know. Get- it's, I mean, we have a good time and I like just hanging out with you guys, but... You do miss... We have Bob and Jen, too. I do yeah. miss Bob and Jen. So you want to get us out of here? Uh, yeah. I'm, like, tired now, so I'm a little brain dead. Um... So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for joining us for the past hour and a half as we talked about lots and lots of things, and Ryan monopolized half the show talking about dead people, but it's okay. We love them anyway. Um, <laughs> so we'll see you all next week. Um, Thursday? Are we planning on a Thursday podcast? Let's, we'll plan, plan on Thursday until we're we'll plan on Thursday before. unless Bob has a day off. And all right. Fix that. We'll keep you all posted about what day we will be doing and hopefully some topics. And I think that's it. So I'm Danielle, and I'm signing out. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye. That closed out four minutes early. We started on time. And we did. So this is actually okay, the longest podcast. Good. Was this, this is episode 52, right? It is. Right. 51 is half edited. He is ready to go out. I can push a few buttons. Yeah, so why, you can push your few buttons. I'm. You know, Bob can feel good that um, I'm keeping us somewhat scripted. You <laughs> somewhat scripted. I'm very impressed. Well, I can tell you get tired near the end of it. You can. So, <laughs> this morning I was having breakfast with the kids and we have little bins that the kids put their dirty dishes in and the one child stuck his glass of full glass of milk on top of another glass uh. and another child came over and went, oh fun, and slapped at it. And so I had milk. Everywhere? Yeah. All day, day. Ugh.